This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is January 26, 2020. Calhoun with Mr. Sunday. We were sitting here watching the Pro Bowl, and like the rest of the world, we got some tragic news, basically the passing of Kobe being Bryant. And just want to do a real quick podcast about it, about him, and we'll go from there. What's up? Sad day, Darren. One of the, one of the greatest to ever step on the hardwood. I know how much it meant to you. Just a cold day, especially a kid growing up. You have idols. Michael Jordan is one. Kobe's right behind that. So Calhoun's being sarcastic. So I'm like, not. Man just passed away. He did pass away, and I don't want to throw literally, dirt. literally just passed away. Literally, and I don't want to throw dirt on his name or legacy on the day that he passed. I'm just not the biggest personal Kobe fan. I think he's a great player, but I don't think he'd ever. For me, he would never be on that Mount Rushmore of NBA players. Said it right after man passed. Might have, might have big of you. That's so. Ch- should the truth change? Well, it's truth. Well, so, should my opinion change? Because yeah, now you should have a, a total different. You know, it's, I'll tell you what. Some of it is me getting go a little bit. I think of him. I I think he's one of the most skilled players to ever. I agree with that. He's one of the most skilled players to ever play the game. Um, and I've always said I think two because we skipped from like the Jordan to the LeBron era so fast. Two players always get don't get their mention. And Kobe's one. And I always say Allen Iverson. And I, and I watch both of them. And if you had to pick between Kobe and AI. Man, I love AI. I pick Kobe hand easy. That's not even a, a second thought in my mind who I would pick. Over AL? Of course. Ten times out of ten. And all day Sunday. I like the AL. But it's not even a comparison to me. Like, that is one thing I will say about him during his time. So if that's the case, then you have to have him up there somewhere because AI ain't no slouch. Yeah, but this cat's from yesteryear. He ain't better than Bird, Jordan. I'm not even talking. He ain't better than the Wilts of the world. I think he's better than Bird. And, again, that's your opinion. I think your opinion is your opinion. But Bird, Magic Johnson... Kareem, that's three right there. Not, not even counting Jordan and the Wilts of the world, or Hakeem or Shaq. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to me, he's, you know, we talked about this, and I said he might be outside the top ten all time for me. You know what I'm saying? But teach his own. Let's just talk about this and that. So let's just in today's world, I think it's several parts we're gonna talk about. We're gonna we're gonna hit on TMZ first, but just real the facts of it is that it was him. His daughter, another parent and child who on the team he coached, I'm assuming is a parent and a daughter. And I think it was one more person. The so, pilot. Was it the pilot? Did yeah, you read it? Was it was five. Okay. Yeah, it's, it was five, but did they say it was the pilot because yeah. it was implied that he was. Well, that lady implied it. So I think it was the pilot from what we see. But, you know, as we're talking, it's still streaming in. Yeah, so like part of this is that it's still streaming in, but it, the. Interesting thing so far is that 
we we talking about kind of an offshoot of the Kobe Bryant stories, like news, the reliance on news, the source of news in today's world. So, like, TMZ broke the story 30 minutes before anybody else knew about it. And basically 30 minutes after it happened. It's like they had a it's like they had a crystal ball. It's like TMZ was breaking it as it was happening. How fast it broke. And what's interesting is because I seen it on um, I seen it on social media. And social media was just flooding it. And what was so crazy about how social media was flooding it, the news outlets like the, the conventional news outlet, uh CNN, ESPN, ABC, like they wasn't even reporting it yet. That's how fast TMZ went. And that's what we are as far as the news cycle in the world today. That's why watching news is for what? You get the information before they get it. Yeah, it's funny because, like, me and you were talking, and we were talking about how TMZ is undefeated in this news reporting category because they report this celebrity news, and I have not known them to be wrong. They haven't, they haven't been wrong. And it's, again, the Kobe Bryant's tragic death didn't happen last night. It happened... It happened like a, a couple of hours ago, literally. So right now, it's, it's 4.56 Eastern Standard Time. I think the story broke at like... 2.30? 2.30. Maybe 3.30? No, probably about 2.30. Yeah, and it happened at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. And you called me at 2, really like 2.20, 2.30 Eastern Standard Time saying, hey, you and Zig, hey, did you hear what happened to Kobe? So, Right, that's, that's when it, it's crazy how that happened. We got around 2.45, somewhere in there. So, TMZ is unbelievable how fast they report that. Uh, but back to, back to Kobe, that is that's very, very tragic. And, you know, hearts goes out to Vanessa. I'm speaking like I know her first name. Mrs. Bryant. Not only did she lose her husband, she also lost her daughter. That has to be super tragic. That's unbelievable. One, one swoop. You know, something that... Seems rather mundane. So from the way they were described, he dropped, he takes a helicopter like All the time. regular people take cars. Mm-hmm. So like to avoid the L.A. traffic, he takes a helicopter. So, you know, it's something very, you know, trivial, you know, something tragic happened. And, you know, UGK said that one day you're here, the next day you're gone. And kind of to have this, I try not to have that scope on life because that kind of, it can make it can lead you down a path of worrying or whatever, like what can happen to me today, what can happen tomorrow. But I think that for me personally, this is probably the most real example I've had in my personal life of it. Like I had people, we both have people very close to us past, but it never was a blink and then they're gone type situation. I mean, we have, but like this uh, is this is kind of like whoa, it really is. One day you hear the next day you could be gone. Right. Or whatever, so. That's a time of reflection. Right now, they talk. Um, it's on ESPN. It was Shaq, and so we were basically interested to see what you know. Shaq is one of those people who Kobe. We all are defined by our relationships, and one, especially if you're a celebrity, this is one of the relationships that's interesting. So they were talking right now, and Shaq basically said, "There are no words to express the pain I'm going through now with this tragic and sad moment of losing my friend, my brother, my partner in crime, and winning championships, my dude." And my home, I love you, brother, and you will be missed. My condolences goes out to the Bryant family and the families of other passengers on board. I'm sick right now. And this is very much a Shaq and Kobe love-hate relationship between them two. Like real brothers, right? Like, yeah. you can see, like, hey, 
how does my ass take your brother piss you off and you mad at him for a month or two? And the same thing. And like, then men defenses come back. And come back come mad back again. Stronger and yeah. And all that. Yeah, so like you really see that. So again, we can't understate condolences to the family and the loved ones and, you know, anybody who he's affected or whatever. So we can't understate that. But I want to ask you, what did like what did what kind of perspective did you have on this? Or did you even have a perspective? Well, I had one and then it was one of those moments where you you know, you reflect and you were always reflecting a person if you are familiar with the person. Yeah. And we are familiar with Kobe. Uh, because we are a sports fan. This is a sports show. And we've always been since you know, debating it on the stoops of Brandywine and even before then watching sports with your with your parents, with your dads. So it was something to see. Um it was a tragic situation, but it wasn't uh, overwhelming to me because I never, I mean, I didn't know him. So just in the human aspect of it, it was sad. I'm even more so, uh, my heart really goes up to the daughter. She's only 13. Yeah. You know, and it was beautiful to see that they had that relationship, especially the back, you know, black man, father-daughter kind of relationship. That was beautiful. It doesn't matter the color, but father-daughter kind of thing that they had going. You used to see him on, in games. You know, he got the it way. seemed like, and I don't want to say he was closest to her, but like if you gravitate really towards her, oh, uh, you'd be like, "This the one who was mo- this the child most likely." When you talk about your kids, you be like, "Man, he just like his mom, or she just like her mom or grandma." Like that's the one who probably covered like, "Man, this the one who just like me." You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And whatever comes with that. So I think that you know we're gonna get to the NBA part of it and kind of how you and the way that he affected me in life more so is that. He's probably one of the first athletes I looked at is like he's so he he's really smart. Like that's the part I really wanted to highlight when we did this because something that did that something that was loud but really was very, very quiet was how intelligent he was. Carver was a very, very cerebral individual on and off the court when it was portrayed. Like later on, he gave you more access to it. So he gave you more access to it before and after. Because remember, before he got drafted and all that stuff, I remember him taking Brandy to the prom and all that kind of stuff. So that's how we really, he really grew up in our era. We all around the same age. I mean, he, he, he's he been, a, there are very few A-list celebrities that stuff like this happened to. Right. Like, a lot of A-list celebrities may go out on drugs or, you know, but not like this or whatever. Where you, you know, especially, ironically, the night after he got passed. Right, by LeBron. The day after he got passed by LeBron, excuse me. But I think it was understated. Like you said, I remember him coming into the league and how they talked about how he was like, you know, he could speak languages, how he was Italian, blase this, blase that. And like you said, it was, wow, who is this guy? Then he came into the league and was trying to find his way, and it was just like, whatever. They made it all about basketball and his persona on the court because before he became – you know, this mentor and all that stuff, he was, <clears throat> he had quite the reputation. I mean, and I, I think that that's one of the things that defined him negatively in the moment, but positively overall. And so, like, I mean, he as he went through this evolution of a character, he went from being this baby who didn't get his way to this baby who did finally won, but couldn't handle not being, he still was the spoiled bread out the bush to as he matured, even being considered a crop. Like his evolution went all negative, and then once he got to a certain point where he was about to retire, it, it switched and went all positive. Very fast. Yeah, it was like a light switch. It was like everybody, like, Kobe was the one who you could sit back and be like, I don't hope my son, I hope my son works hard like him, but doesn't have his personality to 
Well, I hope my son has intelligence, his speed and stuff like that. Like, and his grasp of things around him. Like, it was amazing how, like, the narrative switched on him very quickly. And it, you can see it even when the year he retired. And that's, I probably, you know, I, sound odd, I probably felt more, uh, I felt more, uh, I probably felt more saddened by his retirement than even today. Because it was like, this is the last time we're going to see him in that, that aspect. Because he has the, the commercial that he had. That had everyone in there uh, with them saying how much they hate him. When they stopped, he was dribbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I remember what you're talking about. Now, that was actually a, a very iconic commercial because it kind of summed up his 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 career, right? Like, skilled but always hated. And, like, you had the Lakers and the Laker fans and the Laker ball lovers who rode his job. But outside of that, people admitted he was great, but he was like, he was like that spoiled kid who had all the money who was a straight-A student who was really smart, and you just couldn't stand because he had everything. And you hated him, and you hated going against him, but he always beat you. Smug bastard. Right, and that's what he was. And, again, at his, at his height, he was an embodiment of that. And you either – it really was a love or hate Kobe Bryant. He was like – at one point, he was the Tiger Woods of basketball. Um, and you just seen his progression and his growth, not only as an athlete but as a man as well. And that's the part that became—that's the part that became enlightening. And that's what I really became a fan of more than anything. I wasn't a fan of him at first. I was saying stuff like Larry Hughes better than Kobe Bryant. I just hated Kobe Bryant because he was just that. He, he was an antagonist on and out the court. He always came off like a jerk, but. My uh, barber was on last time, like, watch him play. He was saying how much you hate him, just watch him. And his shot selection, now, of course, he was a willing motherfucker. And that's why his shots were so impressive and amazing. And it was impressive and amazing because how hard he was taking. Instead of passing the ball, he would take an incredibly hard, difficult shot. But he was making them. You remember, I think it was in 04, when him and Gary Payne was doing that, who could shoot the most left-hand shots? It was shooting loving games. You remember his free throw streak, the eight and one point games. Kobe Bryant is somebody who didn't he go for like fifth and like fifteen straight. Oh, he went for some because it, it was like he went for something like a career long game. It was like forty and twenty straight games or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Forty twenty straight game. Then he did the, the night before the eight and one. He hit sixty three and three quarters in Dallas. I think. Yeah. And so, Kobe was one of those players who we watched. From start to finish, we all were the same age. So when he was coming in 96, we watched him. He was one of those players that we really can identify with. And we watched, we seen Jordan, but 84, we was babies. 96, we was all the same age. We was watching him. And so that's the difference with Kobe. And so I think as tragic as that is, again, the little girl is the most tragic out of all these things. The little girls, because there was more than one. So I think this whole situation was tragic. I mean, of course it is, right? Breaking news there. But I think from the standpoint, like, they had just had two more kids recently, like in the past right. three years. I think that, you know, he had already defined his basketball legacy, and he was already trying to – he was already kind of come – I think he was in the point now in his life where he was being able to come into his own, be the father he wanted to be, be the man he wanted to be, and explore some of those pursuits outside of basketball. Like coming into his own, cause like so much of his, so much his greatness was his passion and his work ethic. 
which I think that should be celebrated to young men in future generations. So I think so. His focus is determination. If you work hard and you stay focused and you determine, you will be something in life. And no, and no matter how people feel about you doing it, always work hard, always keep your determination, and you will be good. So I think he's actually the face of that movement or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I want to also come back and say, I think that the sad part about this whole story to me, outside of the daughter and the family losing two loved ones in one, you know, right. one event, is that he was finally coming into his own. So the personal thing was that it seemed like he was able to come into his own outside of work, which very so few of us get a chance to do just because we work all our lives. But like to be able to come into his own in that regard outside of work and not be able to see it all the way through. Cause like you said, he had a daughter who was playing basketball who like they had the one who passed. They actually had that relationship to see her go college pro, whatever she was going to do to see the younger ones come up. You know what I'm saying? Just like the little detail thing where he could spew some of his knowledge. Cause one of the other great things about Kobe is that he started training younger players in his he had made it. It's an academy. That's what it was on that website. Well, not even younger players in that regard. I mean, like. No, I mean, I know you're saying like in the league and stuff. He became. Yeah, like he started taking. Yeah, he started taking everybody on this wing. Like, right. I remember like um, Tatum. I remember Tatum and like three more people. Like I called him up. And he was just a wealth of knowledge. He was right. like, hey, come over to the house. We'll sit and watch tape and break stuff down. Right. He became an OG in that point. So you mentioned something about how you can go from. Really being who you are as a person, uh, without the constraints and the boxing in of work and having to allot your time to that. Only people who can, can have an exorbitant amount of money, athletes, actors, you know, lottery winners or something, something like that, because they can retire. And that's the thing about athletes. You quit working, you retire so early. You retire in your 30s. And so now you, you have so much time to live life. You're not retiring at 65, 70. Yeah. You were trying at 30, so now you can do the other part of it. So in the response to like Nipsey Hussle, for instance, I think he got cut short so fast as to what he was because as great as he was on the court, it seemed like he was about to be much greater off you the know, court. The things that really matter, right? The things that really matter. And that's the thing that's so tragic about the passing of Kobe Bryant and, uh, of course, is the other victims. Well, I don't want to say victims. That's not the word. The other uh, lost lives today. That was a problem. That so I do want to back up and talk about other lost lives because there were two other people. Of course, they aren't superstars of right. fame, so we don't know them. But I want to say rest in peace to them and whoever lo- their loved ones were, you know, bless them, pray for them or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we just wanted to do a quick Kobe Bryant tribute podcast and just what was let's wrap it up on this. What was your favorite Kobe moment? Yeah, and I was so much of a hater of him. Um, and the 81 is easy to say. Uh, the finals, when he goes ballistic, put him on the shoulder. But the one when Shaq files out the game, I want to say it was the Spurs. Shaq files out, Kobe hit him with the, everyone. I thought that was the Pacers in the finals. Was it, the Pacers? it may have been the Pacers in the finals. Because I was going to say that was my favorite moment. I think that that's when he actually became Kobe Bryant, where yes. it was like, Right. The inter- he wasn't just hype. He wasn't just like that's when it kind of innocent and like I'm here now. That's when the legend. That's the legend. That's the legend. That was the birth of the legend. When he was like everybody, calm down. I got us. And that was the legend of Kobe. Bryant. And my second favorite moment was actually it was somebody talking about Kobe Bryant. It wasn't actually Kobe Bryant. The, the night he scored 81, they interviewed Sam Mitchell, and basically Sam Mitchell like, y'all don't think we weren't trying to stop you? I did a boxing one. Did everything. To I did everything I could think of. All right. And so like that was those two moments were kind of like 
the definition of Kobe on the court. That year, when he when he was going through what he was going through off the court, that year he was bananas. He was absolutely insane. The whole because remember he wasn't the Mamba at first. When the Mamba was born, like he went insane. And he was really something to see. He really you became a fan of him. Like you said, it was twenty straight games. He went like twenty straight games, forty straight games without missing a free throw. Like he was doing stuff that nobody was doing. Um, his game was silky smooth. He was fearless at all times, shooting from anywhere. Late second heroics was his middle. He loved late seconds heroics. And then the other part of it, the other side of it, I got to give it to his last game. I mean, 50 points on what, 60 shots or 50 shots? Like, he was hoisting it. And, like, the coach told him, hey, we want you to keep shooting. He hoisted all night. And nobody ever went out. Nobody ever went out last game 50 points. So you got to give it to him, man. And if, and if that lets you know anything, that uh, he came in and people were saying, I was one. I like the Eddie George over him. I hated it. Because remember now, that Laker team was good when he came in. Like, well, think about it. They had Eddie Jones, Nick Van Axel. They had Shaq. They had Cam Rick Fox. They, were, they had a team on them. They traded Eddie Jones for Kobe. They had, they had to trade. get him out on them. They had it. No, Eddie Jones was there when he, Kobe was there. He had to go. They had, he had to go. You had they had to start this young by Kobe because when Kobe first started coming, he came in willing to carry on like that. And everybody was like, "Is Eddie Jones should be better?" I thought Eddie was better at the time. He was better at the time. He was, but they had, but they seen some. I don't know, Kirk Rambis or Dennis or the other white guy because it wasn't Phil. No, no, it was. Um, man, I used to like him as a coach. Too. He had the glasses. Yeah, with the glasses. Was Dale, it? Was Dale, Dale Harris. Dale Harris. And that lets you know how we real we real about this on this Darren. Pay attention with people. But they saw him in practice killing them folks. Let's remember now, Nick the quick ass. Nick was a motherfucker out there. Yeah, Nick Van Nelson was cold. But there was something in this kid, Kobe Bryant. And to see him to evolve from that to that last game to everything in between, but the hurdles and the things that he was doing off the court. And what he was trending to be, and that humble, courageous, wise old man who was so intelligent that everyone keeps glossing over. I think that's what we should celebrate when we talk about Kobe Bryant. So I would tell my son this, and use Kobe Bryant as an example. And I think he's a testament to hard work, determination, focus, not caring what anybody says, and focus on your craft. Because Kobe, he even said his, when he was in high school, he just. School and basketball. Cause they, I remember them saying he was just as good a student as he was a basketball player in school. Right. And, like, not to be a genius, like, I only did two things, study and play basketball. Right. And, like, I I would like for my kids to have that laser focus on what's right and to take them far in life. And that's what I would say to them. Or whatever. You really will. Be a student in life, not just a game. DigitalDarren.com. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. R.I.P. Kobe. And what was the daughter? Gigi. Gigi. And to the family, we praying for you.